When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Welcome in to another edition of Talk of Champions Recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me as always, Ben Garrett. Took a quick, brief moment of silence for my body as it recovers from a uh, what feels like a long time away from home. Spent uh, celebrating a wedding for some dear friends in Colorado. We are back here in the studio. Ben, good morning. Good morning. It's not every time that I join you because I didn't join you for a week. I was gone. To Los Angeles, celebrating my anniversary 13th with my beautiful bride, Emily. And I didn't do a podcast. It felt like I was missing things. It was weird. It's the first time I haven't done a podcast, even when I've gone on other trips. Went to the mountains and you and I recorded a podcast, but I didn't do any podcasts last week. And it felt like something was missing from my life. So hello, my friend. Good Monday morning. Speaking of something missing, that was the first time that I have not had my laptop with me in I don't know how long. Left the laptop in the office. Didn't take it. Felt good. Um, Still had my phone, though. We were obviously corresponding here and there. Uh, but you were holding as it down. As we tend to do. Yeah, as we, you know, it's hard to turn it off. Um, As recruiting never stops. And it literally came true. As uh, I was in beautiful Colorado, Ole Miss gained another commit in their 2024 class, and that would be defensive lineman William Eccles from Houston, Mississippi. Now, once you look at that, we got one right. <laughs> Whoa! Apparently, and, uh... we get everything wrong, and apparently, <laughs> there are a lot of people out there, not naming names, but there are a lot of people out there keeping scores. So now you got to put one on the board. For Ben and Zach and the Ole Miss spirit and the Ole Miss sourcing side of things. Because William Eccles is an Ole Miss Rebel. And you've been talking to a number of Ole Miss sources about this particular commitment for a while now. And while he's only a three-star and the number 25, I think, player in Mississippi, according to own three, yes. this is a player Ole Miss absolutely loves. And one that we said, even with all the quote Mississippi State momentum that was generating overnight before his commitment announcement. A lot of state people saying, hey, he's, we, we feel confident here. He's coming to state. And considering also 
the recent run of things in in-state recruiting. I get the trepidation, but dead gummits, put it on the board. Your Ole Miss Rebels picked it, up a big commitment that they love. It took longer than I thought. Um, I had started hearing a lot of rumblings about him back in May. Um, talked to a couple people and felt comfortable enough putting in an RPM pick for him to pick Ole Miss. And uh, he's a guy that, uh, you know, kept things pretty close. Didn't really say much. Auburn was really knocking on the door. Mississippi State obviously was as well. Arkansas, Louisville tried to get involved. Missouri submitted an offer late. But, um, yeah, I just think the relationship with Randall Joyner and um, kind of the plan that they have for him with uh, with Joyner because they are recruiting him as a defensive lineman. He is listed as an interior offensive lineman on on threes, uh, or excuse me, in on threes uh, database, but he is being recruited as a defensive lineman. Uh, Pete Golding, the whole staff, they rave about him. They think he has a ton, a ton of potential as a defensive lineman. There was one Ole Miss source that told Zach, because I saw the text, that, quote, arguably, in this coach's opinion, the best player in the state. Now, it's just one person's opinion, one coach's opinion, but it just shows you how highly Ole Miss evaluates William Eccles, who, like Zach said, is listed as an interior offensive lineman on on three, a three-star, but Ole Miss is recruiting him as a defensive tackle, an interior defensive lineman. And I think what's notable here before anything else is one, well, there are a lot of notable things. The first notable thing is that Ole Miss stopped its recent slide in in-state recruiting. It doesn't necessarily mean that all things are now well, but Ole Miss has stopped that slide in in-state recruiting. But secondly, they get William Eccles from Houston, which has not been a typically, at least in modern you know, college football recruiting has not been a hotbed for Ole Miss to land prospects. Houston has been tough. It's the same um, town that Chris Jones came from. It's typically a Mississippi State area. So this is going to be a, a, a recruitment still William Eccles signed, but they love the player. And to get him when they got him, I think, is important. Can you imagine had William Eccles, after everything we'd heard, had just picked up uh, a Mississippi State hat and put it on? It had just, oh, boy. Yeah. And look, I – most of the time, this is true. This isn't this isn't a uh, a spin or sour grapes or kicking the can. Most in-state battles between two schools, um, they're going to go until signing day, especially with NIL. It's just it's it's always been competitive. It's always been back and forth, but especially now with NIL, and I think that that's going to make these. You know, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Auburn, Alabama, Florida, Florida State, um, you know, whatever. Those types of states that have two power five programs, um, it's going to continue to to be like that. And I think the same goes with Braylon Burnside. I, I get conflicting reports or <clears throat> I guess. Uh, I'm hearing things that are conflicting on J.J. Harrell. I've I've heard that Ole Miss is moving on. They're not going to continue yeah, to pursue him. Yeah, I think I, don't, I personally, I've seen Burnside and Narelle White in person. I think that those two, um, it, on on my you know quote board, I have them higher than J.J. Harrell. And I, I do too. But I think, think they take all. Think of them. the old. 
I, well, yeah. Um, I, I think Narelle White is a perfect slot receiver for what Lane Kiffin likes to do in creating mismatches over the middle. You saw what he did with Elijah Moore. I think that that's like the perfect mold of that slot receiver. And then Burnside's just a big physical outside receiver that um, you need in the SEC. So, um, but they're, yeah, they're yeah, going to recruit Burnside, I think Burnside at worst is Malik Heath. But I think Ole Miss will take all of them. Do you want to do a little game of uh, trending or ending? I would love to. That's, that's what we're dealing with here, and I'm sick of it. It's been a while, so let's do an edition of Trending or Ending. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry on Twitter, since he didn't tell you that at the, at the start of the show. And I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben. We both write for the Ole Miss Spirit, OMSpirit.com, and Affiliate of On3. And I thought it was interesting. I was going through um, your really good interview with Cody Belair, and he's an assistant scouting guy for um, yeah. our national desk at On3, and he's great at it. It's, it's, easy. I mean, so it's easy to have a good interview with Cody because he's – Kills he's me. so good. He's so good. And he, he knows how to break down all these prospects, talk about every single one of them. He, you asked him about Jamonta Waller and Braylon Burnside and Narelle White, all of these, J.J. Harrell, all of these in-state kids that Ole Miss is in on and continues to be in on, but also has had a streak of missing out on as far as commitments because Jamonta Waller has committed to Florida. Braylon Burnside has committed to Mississippi State, J.J. Harrell, Mississippi State. It's huge for Ole Miss then to get William Eccles, especially coming from Houston, in the boat. And yes, for some, it's just another three-star prospect. And apparently three stars are a bad thing now. Um, but look at the offer sheet. It's Ole Miss. It's Auburn. It's State. It's Arkansas. It's Louisville. There's so many schools, up to nearly 20, that won to William Eccles and Ole Miss won out for an in-state kid in Houston. So it's a big deal. But you look at those other guys in-state and where Ole Miss potentially stands with them now. I don't want to say trending because trending would maybe lean or maybe uh, lend somebody to believe that we're saying that they're going to commit soon. No, we're just saying trending better for Ole Miss or ending completely the, the commitment resulted in Ole Miss being out of the game here. All right. You got you got mm-hmm. the rules? Yeah, I got it. All right. He got the he's got the rules. Jamonta Waller. I still say I still say they're trending. I I feel pretty good about my sourcing on the timing and reasoning behind the commitment. That's not to say that Florida is not in it and they're not going to potentially keep his commitment. Um, I do also think I've talked to J- to Jamonte Waller a couple times and he has always made a point to mention that he wants to go to a place to compete and to win. And he wants to win at the highest level. Then why are you going to, to Florida to- in 2023? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if you heard, David Brandt and I talked about this last week, and uh, Grayson and thank I you for that. Though well. I know I'm I'm interrupting you again, but Zach did a not commit. It was like a reunion week on the Talk of Champions Family Podcast. Did a not yeah. committed with Grayson Weir uh, to to fill in the space. We got the Rebel Yield Hotline up for you, and also David Brandt for daytime fireworks. So thank you, yeah. Zach. Thank you to Zach. Yay, Zach. Thank you. You allowed was... me to like fulfill a lifelong dream of going to Dodger Stadium without having to look at my phone. By the way, complete religious experience. The coolest stadium I've really? ever been in in my life. Oh my god, we it's did baseball Nirvana when we were there because we did our honeymoon up Highway One. Um, 
we did Padres and Giants. The Dodgers were on a road trip, so we didn't get uh, to go. We didn't get to do Dodger Stadium. We saw it, but we didn't get to go. So I'll have to go back. Um, yeah, but I've heard San Diego and San Francisco; those are two of the best. Dude, it's hard to pick. So I would say I haven't been to Truist yet. As a Braves oh. fan, that's oh. got to be you know my favorite. But I haven't been. I've you know I haven't been to a game. It's unstoppable. But, um, I mean, they've Peck- sold out thirty of their forty-five home games this year. Yeah, the Braves are like the hottest ticket in baseball now. Every game there looks like uh, it's a weekend. Um, Yeah, it's it's a great place to watch baseball. But like, what was crazy about Dodger Stadium is just there's a story around every corner, and it was really cool. We got there really early because I wanted to see Gray. It just happened to be that the the Astros were in town. It was a last minute decision to go to the Dodgers game, and I was Mm -hmm. like, "Look, hon, I know this is our anniversary, but I want to go see Gray." I. And I just baked. I'm pale as shit. And um, <laughs> I baked and fried. But, like, I'm sitting there by myself. And I'm pretty much by myself. And I'm sitting behind the visitor's uh, dugout. And Gray's, you know, taking um, short, like taking ground balls at shortstop. Because he's in the third BP unit. You know, you got the starters and the key mm-hmm. reserves. Then the end of the bench guys. And that's where Gray is currently. And Gray was taking all the ground balls and stuff. And he's walking back over, and I yell out to him, and he just throws it. It was like a big, huge Oxford reunion. It was just delightful. And I go up to greet him and tell him how happy I am for him, and we talked and we caught up and stuff. But the funny thing is, is what's so awkward about those encounters just in general is if you start talking to him, and I, I'm just seeing Greg Kessinger, man. This is an Oxford kid I've seen since he was like knee-high, man. <laughs> I'm talking that kid a long time. I was just catching up with a friend, but like all these kids with their balls, and even like the creepy old dudes with the jerseys on, they're probably selling it on eBay or something. You know, they start gathering around you and they don't say anything. You know, it's like they oh, wait for yeah. you to finish. Yeah. So and like all I these, feeling- all these kids are wanting autographs and <laughs> <laughs> they're crazy. But like the funniest one was like the really overweight guy in the, in the, uh, in the old Jason Veritek jersey. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, what are you doing oh, here? Wow. Yeah. Okay. And like that. crowding you to get a, get a ball signed by Greg Kessinger to go, you know, sell in his mom's basement. It was <laughs> unbelievable though. And Gray deserves it. It was cool seeing Gray. And then we got lost in the parking. That parking lot, I think, holds 10,000 cars. It's the biggest parking lot for a baseball oh, yeah. season. Yeah, we got one. complete. Me, me and Emily got completely lost. But my shout's out to uh, – that's, that's, uh, that's where Dom taught his son how to how to drive in Fast X. Oh, my God. That movie's so bad. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, so we get lost in this parking lot. And Ray, a retired cop from LAPD – 30 years married to his wife, drove us around mm. and found the way. So I want to give a shout out to Ray before we got to go in here. I All would right. say ending with Jamonta Waller. I'm going to say ending. You're, you're say ending? Okay. Yeah. I I simply say trending because I just do not think Pete Golding is going to give up. Um, I don't either, but I still think it's over. I think it's just that everything I've heard up until this point, I was believing one side of the sourcing more, maybe because I just wanted to believe it more. But there's one side of this that I've been hearing from that I wasn't listening enough to that has been right, and I'm going to take their word for it. I don't think that's happening. I don't think Jamonte Wall is coming on this. And I'm curious, too, because I don't – I have yet to speak to Pete Golding in person. I don't have a actual working relationship with him. The other staff members I do talk to um, – Well, that's not saying much because you and I still haven't met in person either. <laughs> that's true. I did I, – I saw I, – I did see Pete – uh, last time I was in Oxford, gave him a little, you know, like yeah. Little well, I'm cap, coming up to Nashville for Blink 182. I'm coming yeah. up for Blink 182. So there we go. But there's, a meet um, there's our meet cute. That, that's 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 correct. 
Um, but yeah, so I, they're going to continue to recruit him because he's a high level in-state prospect. We'll see. Now I say trending, but I mean, I'm probably like, you know, 51 49 on that one. Um, just because I think Napier is probably, I, I talked about this on our podcast uh, last week. I don't think Florida's going to be very good. I think it's very obvious what Florida's doing. They're trying to just cram as many high-level prospects as they can get in this recruiting class so he can show boosters, fans, collectives, whatever, like, hey, we may not be winning on the field, but, like, we got some good recruits, so, like, just bear with me. Um, Because I don't think it's going to work there. Um, Yeah, I'm surprised by that, to be honest with you, because I thought Billy Napier was going to work. Pretty much wherever he picked, not necessarily like win yeah, at the highest level. I'm not. That's saying a hard. That's a yeah, hard. Yeah, that's a hard job. There's only been two guys that have won there at a high level. Um, I think he screwed up because he probably could have had LSU. Uh, he waited too long. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I'll say trending for now with Jamonte Waller. We'll see. Um, yeah, I think the things could certainly change in the fall if if it starts to go south in Gainesville, and he might want to look elsewhere. Because if I'm he does, say it, if he does look elsewhere, I think Ole Miss is absolutely in the mix. I could buy that, but I'm going to say ending. I think that one needs to be put on the back burner as far as where you're putting your attention and your hopes, Ole Miss fan. Uh, but I do, I do say trending for Narell White, even though there was momentum for him back at the end of May, and we yeah. thought he was on flip watch, and he still held as a commitment to Arkansas. Ole Miss wants him. He perfectly fits kind of what they like to do offensively, especially with a skill guy with what he has as far as skill set. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that one's going to go all the way to signing day. Now, I don't feel necessarily good or confident one way or the other mm-hmm. yeah. about Ole Miss's position right now, but I think that, that one's still trending. It uh, he He's a guy that he will continue to say all the right things about, about Arkansas. But, and, and again, this is kind of where – recruiting can be difficult because you kind of have to decipher and filter through a lot of the confidence and swagger that a college football staff has. Uh, and they are confident that they are going to get in real white. Now, follow the visits. That's, that's one of our, that's one of our commandments for recruiting. And well, it used to be. And then Jim Fee Lewis showed up three times before <laughs> committing to, to Ole Miss before committing to Mississippi state. Yeah. Uh, y- you know, Shout out to Jimothy. Like um, three times in a week and then commits you know, to Mississippi State. <laughs> talk to him and, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm with you on Narelle White. I still think that Ole Miss is trending there despite the the commitment to Arkansas. I think the offense is going to be a lot of fun for Ole Miss this year. I think they're going to have a lot of weapons. They're going to kind of – I don't want to say revert back because the offense was good last year. I think it's going to look a lot more like 2020. They're going to be able to attack the middle of the field and showcase some, some skill guys in the slot. And I think that that's where Norrell white fits for Ole Miss. And I, I think that he's going to take a long look and, and probably reconsider some things before signing day. No, I think that's the perfect way to put it. Cause offensively last year, I think you nailed the part about, yeah, they were good, but they weren't, anywhere close to 2020 and a lot of that had to do with the fact that they lost the middle of the field in 2021 they lost the middle of the field uh tight end they just had no production from and now they that's arguably the tight end group even deeper than quarterback now now hudson wolf needs to play and javante connor or kyron heath one of the two or both of them need to step up and do something but caden priestcorn and michael trigg 
our next level caliber talents right now. And if mm-hmm. Ole Miss can actually utilize both of them, uh, that could be a great weapon in the middle of the field. And then Zachary Franklin is one of the best slant receivers as far as productivity and um, win win rate, win rate percentage in all of college football. So you're talking about a slant demon and two Hoss tight ends that are perfectly fit the modern NFL tight end as field stretchers. Ole Miss has found the middle of the field again, which helps Quinshawn Judkins in his running lanes. They got more clogged toward the end of the year and uh, helps Jackson dart as, as far as security blankets and when protection breaks down. And then he's got more weapons on the outside. So I agree with all that. I agree with all of it. Part of it, I think, will help with guys like Narelle White, who they are in a better position for. Uh, defensively hmm. is going to be the real challenge. And um, I do think they'll be better. I don't necessarily think they're going to be so markedly better that we're going to go, oh, man. Things are are turning quickly for your Ole Miss Rebels. They're, they're going to be a national championship contention because of the magic work being done by Pete Goldie. But I think they're going to be good enough to keep them in games to win eight, nine games potentially. It, it's a hard stretch. The point is, yeah, offensively, I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think they're just going to put up enough numbers, even if the results aren't, you know, ideal. They're not winning nine, 10, 11 games. Um, I still think offensively they're going to be a lot of fun. So I, I'm with you. Narelle White, I'm putting trending on that. Braylon Burnside, I'm going with ending. And I think Ole Miss oh, is recruiting wow. him. I think Ole Miss desperately wants him. I think Ole Miss will fight for him all the way up until National Signing Day. I fully believe that kid is signing with Mississippi State. Do you think he is one of the, you know, one or two prospects that they are going to just go all in on? Yes. Well, that's part of it. But I, I just that that one, everything I'm getting, <laughs> I was getting it for there. two weeks leading up to his commitment. He's going to state. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Are you ready for the Grove? Because I know I am. So join Lane Kiffin and your Ole Miss football rebels at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 season. Order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process and to explore seating options. Visit OleMissTix.com, OleMissTix.com, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation today, 662-915-7159. For Ole Miss football season tickets, it's time again to help lock the vault. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. 
and PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They have, I guess for them, it's, you know, <laughs> they, they have to end the, the pipeline from Starkville high school to, to Ole Miss. It is a bad look. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, same thing. Said- like put it this way. What if JJ Pegues and Jeremy Liggins and who was the safety that went to uh, Alabama? Oh gosh. Uh, Justin Woodall. Justin Woodall. Imagine if all those guys went to state. Imagine the hand wringing on the old Mr. DK Metcalf. Board. DK Metcalf. Oh my God. DK Metcalf. But DK, that's okay. Come on now. That would be like if Wayne Matkin Jr. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to happen, right? It's yeah. not going to happen. Dak Prescott the fourth would not go to Ole Miss. DK was never going to go to Mississippi State ever. Yeah. But the other ones, I think, are a better comparison. But you're right. He's from Oxford. Imagine any of those guys. Going to Mississippi State, even two of the three, y'all get mad when Jimothy Lewis the, visits Ole Miss for three days <laughs> in a week, building up to his commitment, and then commits to state and blame us. I mean, imagine what you would do if Jeremy Liggins had gone to Irie on the Square, which no longer exists, instead of putting on an LSU hat, put on a state hat. I, I get it. AJ Brown Irie is one on of the, the greatest square. players to, to ever come out of this state, and he's from Was, Starkville. But he doesn't get to, like Starkville doesn't get to claim him because he's Ole Miss. Was Zach Stout working that that 
day when he announced for LSU? Oh man. Um, Zach Stout, I'll never forget this. I'm, I make fun of Brad all the time. Bradley Sal, I love the guy to death. He's one of my dear friends. Um, but Brad, I remember in the preseason, pickings were slim in that year that they went two and ten in the preseason because you looked mm-hmm. around and you knew they were going to be bad. And this is no knock on Charles Sawyer, but like you look around and go like, well, who are the next level players? Well, there's Charles Sawyer, and of course Brad and Forty. But Forty was working on one leg. There were some guys, but like it was slim pickings. And the quarterback battle was Zach Stout. Barry Brunetti and Randall Mackey. I still contend Randall Mackey could have been a quarterback in this league. I I, I swear by it. It's probably the stupidest opinion and take I got, but I swear he was to God. Like a, uh, he was like a poor man's Nick Marshall. Yes. I love that comp. <laughs> yes. Which, if you're a poor man's Nick Marshall, doesn't that just mean you're a bad quarterback? He's that kind of like just destroy my whole argument. But yes. Um, yeah, and, looked, I, and I was asking him, doing one of those like uh, preseason stories you do for the site, like, all right, well, how are the quarterbacks looking? How did blah, 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 blah. And uh, Brad was so badly not wanting his senior year to go like it went. And he was like, I'll tell you, man, I see a little bit of uh, Jevin Sneed and Zach Stout. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, Swing and the, a miss on that one. The, the only reason I still say trending, and this is similar to Jamonte Waller, you know, 51-49, Braylon Burnside talks a lot about AJ Brown and how they're really close. And he always respected AJ for doing what he wanted to do and not listening to any outside noise. I will say, well, here's the thing then AJ's a different type type of bird. Now he's never been one to he, yeah, he went to Ole Miss, but he's not, he loves Starkville. He always claimed his hometown. He's friends with so many state people. He like pubs state nationally, even though he's an Ole Miss guy. And no one has an issue with it because it's not a big deal. He's from Starkville, whatever. He's an Ole Miss, but it's not like he's not Chad Bumpus. Chad Bumpus hates Ole Miss, right? <laughs> like it's part of his identity. That is not a part of AJ Brown's identity. Um, and I think so. He's, it's not like he's per, trying to persuade Braylon Brown, uh, Braylon Burnside. It's not like he's saying to him, "Hey, man, yeah, get the hell out of there. Go be an Ole yeah. Miss rebel." No, no, yeah, he's not doing it's that. Not like that. Yeah, but just a. I think there's a level of respect there from Burnside and he listens to AJ. They talk a lot. They talk. If about... he didn't, I would question him to be honest, because good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I do think there's a chance. And again, going back to what's the offense going to look like now, it may not matter because he's just kind of one of their dudes for this class and he's from Starkville and they're just going to try to do whatever they can not to lose him. But I, I do have a little bit of pause there that Ole Miss might still have a chance just because of that. And I do think the offense is is going to be a lot of fun. And, yeah, Lane Kiffin, Kelvin Bolden, Derek Nix, they're not going to stop recruiting him. Um, Which is all good. His mom, still- his mom raves about the Ole Miss staff. She loves them. I'm sure she loves everybody. She's a very sweet lady. But, Great lady. Um, but she it, she understands. Like There are some, some parents that, that are – you know, oh, I just want my kid to be happy and go where they want to go. But like, she goes on all the trips with them. She meets all the staff members. She, she is well, more, Floyd than, Raven's more mom, than happy to talk about it. Floyd Raven's mom did not want him to go to Ole Miss. No, wanted him to go to Ole Miss. Didn't want him to go to Texas A and M. Was that what happened? Yeah, on signing day. You what remember that it? one? What was it? Utah was was it Utah? No, Floyd Raven. It was between Texas A and M and Ole Miss. And oh, I'm thinking mom, of DJ Law. Sorry. Um, yeah, and his mom yeah, signed in, in LI. Yeah. yeah. This whole mess. Um, 
So we'll see. And Houston I, gets up there on that press conference and goes, his mom really, really, really wanted him to go to Ole Miss. Like, dude, that's such a self-owned man. <laughs> we got yeah, the we'll, mom, but we couldn't get the kid, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, to help. We'll, we'll see. Um, there, Yeah, I mean, there, there are some recruitments now that you're going to – you're going to have to, you know, take a pulse check in like mid-September and October. Just because I think yeah. that. I'll still be, be following Braylon Burnside, but I just. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I just don't get the warm and fuzzy. What about Cam Franklin? It's trending for both of us, but where is yeah. your level of trending? It's a lot higher than it than it was a couple weeks ago. Um, I think it's, I was told it's Tennessee, Miami, and Ole Miss. Um. Auburn is desperately trying, but I think it's a little too late. I think he's a, he really likes Tennessee. They've made him kind of their, you know, bell cow for the class, if you will. And then Miami, it, it, to me, is similar to Florida. I think Mario Cristobal is doing the same thing where it's like, I got to get as many good prospects as I can because the season may not go the way I want it to go. Um, and, I mean, that's too – Two schools right there in the state of Florida that have a a very good, rich history in college football. They're two programs that have won a lot. They've won national championships. Um, and I, I think that the fan bases are going to start to get a little uneasy. They're going to start to get a little impatient with how well they're recruiting and they're not winning. Um, yeah, I, it was weird because for the longest time, you were high on Cam Franklin and I was not, and I was high on Jamonte Waller and you were not. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, and I don't think this is a pivot or like, well, they're going to go all in on Cam Franklin now because they didn't get Waller. Like they wanted them both. They were recruiting them hard, you know, the whole time, but yeah, I, Cam Franklin continues to visit. Um, but he's also a guy that's, he's going to have fun on social media. He's going to post all the stuff going on, on all his visits. Um, as long as he doesn't meet his uh, rate limit. <laughs> yeah um i think that Ole miss is trending there i think they're in a really good spot i, I think that randall joiner and pete golding are gonna do whatever they can to make that one happen um that one's gonna be a battle all the way until pen goes to paper and it you know slides into the fax machine so um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say trending and it, it, i'm not saying i'm close to an rpm pick but i, I do think that Things are are moving quickly in the right direction there. I'm never going to be close to any kind of RPM pick for him, and I think that you nailed the final three schools right now. I got a weird, creeping suspicion that Tennessee is going to be a pain in the ass all the way up until signing day, but I feel no mm -hmm. different today than I did a week ago, two weeks ago, months ago. It, it's a battle, and it's in no way like a slam dunk that Ole Miss is going to land Cam Franklin. But if I had to make a prediction today, ah, Kind of like squeak, like a 14-year-old. You hear that? <laughs> if I had to make a prediction today, uh, I would still say Ole Miss signs him on uh, National Signing Day. But it's going to be a battle all the way until the end. It's just one of those this where is, – this, is this is the recruitment. This is yeah. why Pete Golding was hired. Yeah. You got to get this one. Franklin. Yeah. But they love William Eccles too. That's the thing. I mean, I, I that's why I didn't like it whenever we were kind of getting ripped on at the Ole Miss Spirit or wherever. And I'm, I'm sure the other sites were getting it too because – it's not like we don't talk. It's not like they didn't make similar projections or predictions or RPM picks or whatever. Uh, I'm sure they were getting it too. So I don't want to say like, what was us? 
but a lot of of fans were were saying, "Oh yeah, well you got the three stars right, but what about these guys?" William Eccles for Ole Miss is not considered a three star, and we're not just saying that because he's the recent commitment. Like when I saw the text, I mean, it was important because I've in-state recruiting was a concern. I mean, it could not be. Yeah, it had to be. I mean, it was a concern because it, it made me question everything we were getting because the results so heavily slanted the opposite way. So I had William Eccles, after everything we've been hearing and even po- posting about it and st- still had our own people calling BS, if he had flipped and gone to Mississippi State instead, yeah, I, I would have been negative Nelly today, to be quite frank. But now that <laughs> yeah. he followed the sourcing and did exactly what we thought and expected him to do, um, it gives me renewed optimism for guys like Cam Franklin, who I'd heard that about, that, yeah, it's going to be noisy. It's going to be messy. But ultimately, he's going to sign with Ole Miss. That still makes me feel better about that and, and saying that and predicting that today than had William Eccles gone with State. Because if he'd gone with State, I'd be like, all right, Cam's going to Tennessee. <laughs> Jamon's sticking with – you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just uh, – well, this is he, a big he, commitment, in my opinion, for a number of reasons. He's a good player. That's the most important. Yeah. He's a player almost wanted. That's the most important. But also just from a perception point of view. And I think a lot of what recruiting is in 2023 is perception. I mean, in social media, generating social media engagement and momentum, which is complete nonsense. But I think it kind of matters. And I think mm-hmm. if a narrative would have been able to have been built had William Eccles gone to Mississippi State that Ole Miss uh, is losing out and State's running this, that's that's the type of narrative that can catch on and follow you, even though it might not be true. So yeah, I, I think for a number this, of reasons, this is a big deal. Yeah, and I would say another thing to to look at is three of the most uh, ambitious NIL collectives are going to be involved here. On three, put out their top ten. Tennessee at one, Miami at five, Ole Miss at nine. Yeah. Um, so it's it's going to be a battle. But see, that's where the Pete Golding factor can win out because Pete Golding sure, is great. You, he's a, he's yeah, an unbelievable. The money, yeah, the money's going to be right no matter which school he picks. Yeah. Now, where's where's the that's relationship? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Walker Jones, the, the head of the Grove Collective, he was on Feinbaum over the weekend, kind of reiterated a lot of what he said on this podcast about a month ago that it, it's not always necessarily writing the biggest check for almost to land players. The goal for Walker Jones and the Grove Collective, which is be competitive with your offer. You can't just say, all right, well, here's our here's our small little old miss offer. Will you come consider with a competitive offer? Then those recruitments revert back to in many ways traditional recruiting uh concepts like you know, relationship with the coaches and comfort and all that crap, playing time, whatever it might be. And Pete Golding as a in, in person, like in personal recruiter is amazing. You get him into a living room, he's dynamic. He's one of the very best in college football at that. So as long as Ole Miss can keep Cam Franklin's number or can stay in the ballpark competitively with that number, I feel like this will, in a lot of ways, revert back to a traditional recruitment as far as what will be the deciding factor for him. And in that way, Ole Miss, I feel, is better positioned than the other two because the other two have more money. They do. Mm -hmm. But all but two players, I think, that Ole Miss signed, and Ole Miss signed 20 at least, transfers last offseason signed for less money to play at Ole Miss now it wasn't some sizable difference it's not like they fell in love with Ole Miss and took 40 grand less instead of going to Alabama that's not what Mm -hmm. I'm saying yeah Uh, but they took less they took less money than they could have if they were just looking to maximize the dollars 
uh, well, this guy could have gone here and this guy could have gone there. And that's not what happened. They came to Ole Miss because Ole Miss does have a really strong staff as far as interpersonal relationships and building, uh, building out a culture that kids want to be a part of. So that's where mm-hmm. I think Cam Franklin, above all else, of all the prospects left on the board as far as in-state that aren't committed, I think he's the one that just kind of fits what we're talking about here to an absolute T. So I'm still picking it. Cam Franklin on National Sign Day will go to Ole Miss until he doesn't. The D-line class right now is already impressive enough. You add somebody like Cam Franklin into the mix to a group that includes Cam Beavers, Jeffrey Rush, Cameron Clark, William Eccles. Uh, it, it's it, it's impressive. Um, you know, Raymond Collins is in the is in the class. Is he going to be is he going to be a linebacker? Is he going to be an edge guy? We'll see. But they've got some really good athletes. They've got size, and um, and yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun one to watch. I, I'm with you. I, I think Ole Miss is is in a really good spot with with Cam Franklin. I think they have a legitimate shot, and uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to watch this. You want to talk down. about Cam Beavers real quickly, real quick? Yeah, we can close on that. Okay, so Cam Beavers. There's been I don't I haven't seen the reporting. I don't look at any other sites. That's the God's honest truth. So I don't know if it stayed Ole Miss. I love y'all. I don't look at any of your stuff, and y'all don't look at mine. Why would you? So, um, but on our board, it all comes to our board. You know, they bring it to our board to our subscribers, and a lot of them said, "Hey, I've been reading elsewhere that Cam Beavers is on the uh, verge of a flip." That could be true. Because I don't dismiss anybody sourcing. They do what I do. And I know how this process works. I get it. So if they're saying that, I'm not dismissing that out of hand at all. I can only tell you what I'm hearing. And the person I've been talking to about Cam Beavers in, in particular, specifically, has not heard anything about a flip. And he's all good. He's, yeah, there's no drama at all. So it could happen. That could mean that this person is getting fed some BS. It's recruiting. But all yeah. I know is what I'm hearing. And so... If there is, if Cam Beavers is on the verge of a flip, it it would surprise me. Recruiting predictions should be treated like baseball averages. If you fail seventy percent of the time, you're a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying we're Hall of Famers, but I mean, we're doing all right. You know, we got to a second contract. Just yeah. chill. <laughs> we're doing, yeah, we're doing just fine. We're I'm, doing I'm, fine. I'm... Chill out. We went on a cold streak. It happens. LA was great. It was it was not a to, not to not to brag or anything, but I'm 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 close to like an eighty percent clip right now. Oh, oh, oh! Not to <laughs> I probably, brag. I probably just I probably just jinxed myself. Jinxed myself. But. Yeah, you just totally jinxed yourself. But yeah, I mean it's hard to you know that's what you know when I was meeting people at this wedding and they were like, "What do you do?" and I was like, "Well, the easiest way to describe it is I'm a sports writer." But yes. if you want to get into the minutia and in the weeds, <clears throat> I basically try to predict what teenagers do for, for a living. My grandmother passed away. I know that's like a jarring transition, but uh, what you just said reminded me what happened yesterday. And I'm standing there uh, in the visitation line. I'm at the very end of the line and I'm, I'm the button, you know, I'm the one that goes, thanks for coming. And they know they can leave. Mm-hmm. And um, people kept coming up to me and they go, all right, so you, what do you do with Ole Miss again? And I I finally got to where it used to be, oh, I'm a sports writer. But even that would be confusing to people. I'd be like, all right, I cover Ole Miss for the Ole Miss Spirit. What do you mean cover? So now I just said, I write and talk about Ole Miss every day. Pretty much, yeah. I write and talk about Ole Miss every day. And sometimes I look like an idiot. (laughs) All right. uh, With that, we will close up 
we will have uh it is july 3rd as we are recording this so um it is about to get cranked back up with uh happy fourth by the way what are you doing uh probably nothing probably just uh you know getting back into routine there you go being out of town um being an adult yeah Yeah. okay get ready for you know gonna play in a golf tournament this weekend that'll be fun nice that'll be uh it'll be nice and you know surface of the sun hot but it'll be with some friends we'll have a good time so i am starting up a travel softball team for my youngest oh, daughter wow. Riley, who just turned seven, happy birthday to Riley Gurley, my bugs. She just turned seven, and we're starting up a uh, travel team here in New Albany because New Albany does not have a lot of options for teaching kids, specifically girls, how to play sports in in a good competitive environment where the people aren't insane. So the New Albany Angels, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Angels in LA, I went to the Dodgers, then we're driving back in from our. All day, uh, LA hop on, hop off tour. I love those things. I love that touristy crap. And Emily oh, yeah. goes, The love of my life. She says, Hey, you want to go to the Angels game? Oh, do I want to go watch Shohei Otani and Mike Trout take cuts? Yes. But my gosh, Angel Stadium has no personality at all. It is the most cookie cutter, canned, bland stadium. But it was delightful. I got to see uh, Mike Trout walk it off with a pass ball. There you oh, go. I told you all this. But, yeah, the Angels – anyway, the Angels have tryouts this weekend. So, there we go. That's my week. My July 4th is not filled with fireworks. It's filled with uh, tryouts for seven-year-olds. Let's go. Fired up. I did did see a ton of what what I would guess travel softball teams while we were – Well, you might be thinking that, like, oh, Ben's one of those crazy softball dads. That's not what it is. It's because I'm trying to avoid all those crazy softball dads. Like there was one dude who lives in my town. He's got a travel team and they played 13 hours on a Saturday. No, 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 no. I'm trying to control the schedule, man. We're going to play <laughs> once every three weeks. You really teach and can, and can really mold some minds on the practice field. There you That's go. where it's done. Not yeah. the game. So the game, a game is but a formality. If you put in the right and proper preparation. That's right. Don't have to get gotta, ready. If you stay ready, got to hold on to the rope. One heartbeat. <laughs> Win the day. All right. I'm done. We will have more recruiting coverage coming. The dead period is still going on, but there's still some some things moving and shaking. And then, of course, we will have camps. Juice Fest is at the end of the month. Let's go. So, uh, we'll so both be there, in. right? We're both yep. going? Yes. Yeah, we'll both be there. Let's go. So uh, for Ben over there, I'm Zach. This has been Talk of Champions Recruiting. Stay with us at omspirit.com. We will have all the latest news and notes. And uh, until next time, we out of here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.